What's up guys, welcome to Derek's Dead Talks, your hub for all things zombie apocalypse. My name is Derek and I want to tell you I'm so grateful that you're listening today and if you like this content, check out my other social media pages or follow my TikTok at Derek's Dead Talks. I hope you enjoyed this episode and as always, thanks for being here. After five years of not seeing Rick Grimes, he is back, Michonne is back, The Walking Dead, The Ones Who Live is here, and I couldn't be more excited. We're going to talk about episode one today, I have a lot of things that I want to talk about, but let's just start by saying, masterpiece of an episode, man, I'll jump right to that, I'm blown away, The Walking Dead creating team did better than I think anybody expected, especially with how bad Fear of the Walking Dead was, but still... I don't know, everything that we wanted to see this show, this episode, has delivered on. And I have nothing but positive things to say. I don't really have anything to critique, but we're still going to review the episode, talk about the things that happened. Before we get started, if you're new here, my name is Derek. I make Walking Dead content every day on TikTok. I talk about other zombie television shows like The Last of Us, Z Nation, and a little bit of the video game world. So if you want to check that out on TikTok where I post Walking Dead content daily, it's at Derek's Dead Talks. I hope to see you guys there and we've done a lot of podcast reviews now i'm a little bit inconsistent with it but this is the ones who live this is a huge huge moment so i'm gonna make sure that i review every single episode as soon and as fast as i possibly can because this is big you know this is probably the last big walking dead show that everybody's gonna get behind everyone's gonna get excited about so it's important that I do these reviews, that we get to talk about it. I have a couple of uh, very special guests lined up for the next few episodes that I think you guys will really, really love. And we're going to talk all about it, break down everything. Um, today is just me, just solo. I think that's right for the first episode. Um, and I have a lot that I want to talk about. So right away, we see the opening minutes. We see Rick Grimes. We see a little bit about what he's going through. And we see the infamous escape attempt that we saw in the trailer. And we do see him chop off his hand. And we talked about this for a few months now. And a lot of people knew it was going to happen. I kind of knew it was going to happen. But I didn't expect it so soon, for one. And I didn't expect it to be him doing it. I thought maybe Major General Beale or somebody else was going to get mad at him for trying to escape and chop his hand off. But instead, he did it himself. Power to him. That's such a Rick Grimes thing to do. I need to escape. This is the only way. Chop off my hand. It was brutal. It was dark. It was great. I, I loved what they did with it. Am I a fan of Rick Grimes losing a hand? Not necessarily. Um, it's not even because of Rick. It's just because at this point, I feel like it's been a little bit overdone, to be honest. Um, I kind of wanted them to maybe just explore that earlier in the show or not at all. And now that they're doing it in The Ones Who Live, I'm, I'm not like blown away by it. But still, the scene they did was amazing. And I think the actual plot points behind it, like he needed to escape, it was the only way. That part of it does make it a little bit better in my eyes. We also got a pretty cool intro sequence. I was a fan of that. I will say the only negative thing that I'm going to say at all about this show is I think the Daryl Dixon intro is just a little bit better. The music's a little better. I don't know. I liked it a little bit more. The Dead City one's good too. This might be the worst intro out of those three. I don't know. It's close. I, there's a lot of cool Easter eggs and callbacks in it, which I think is pretty cool. Um, but I don't know. Something about the Daryl Dixon one I just liked a little bit more. Um, not sure why. 
but I did, and you know, I wasn't disappointed with the intro. I thought it was good, but it's tough to um, tough to kind of judge that kind of thing. Anyway, we see what Rick is going through during his time in the CRM, and a lot of fans have been wondering about it, as have I. And this was the episode that was going to answer a lot of those questions, like what's Rick had to do. Is he joining the CRM? Is he trying to escape? Is he in? Is he getting tortured? Is he going to be used as a test subject? All these big questions that we've been wondering about, this episode pretty much cleared all those up. And I think that was a good route to go by the creating team. Make the first episode about Rick and his journey. Make the second episode about Michonne and her journey. At least I assume that's what it's going to be. That was a really smart strategy, I think, because it answers a lot of the questions and then we can build into the rest of what the plot's going to be in this show. I think it was smart. Um, the setting, in the very beginning, we can see the fog and the trees, the kind of lava walkers. Um, all that was great, too. I thought that looked really different. I liked the red lights in the background. It kind of reminded me of, like, uh, Negan and the lineup with the saviors and stuff. I really liked that stuff. Um, just right away, that first scene, it just felt like The Walking Dead's back, Rick is back. It's going to be an iconic episode, and it set that right from the jump. Big fan of that. What do you guys think about Rick losing his hand? I really want to know about that um, because I think people are indifferent about it. I'm a little indifferent about it. Um, not upset with it, but I can't say I love it. Either way, the scene was great. Scene was top tier. All of it, the look on Rick's face and his acting throughout that, that scene was incredible. I almost didn't think he was going to do it, and then he just does it, and he has to cauterize the wound. It was just, it was brutal. It was really, really brutal. After that whole scene, we kind of see some day-to-day -day life stuff of what Rick's going through in the CRM. And we meet a new character named Okafor. This character single-handedly set up the Walking Dead universe exactly how it needs to be. We got so many answers from this character. And a lot of like long, like 13-year-old secrets from the Walking Dead are revealed by this character. So Okafor is a part of the CRM military, a high-up official in the CRM military. But prior to joining the CRM, he was a part of the American government that was doing the bombings in Atlanta. Um, and we actually find out that he was responsible for Operation Cobalt and Fear the Walking Dead Season 1, which is insane. I never thought they would address that again. And to learn about that now, all these years later, perfection perfection by the walking dead creating team there hats off to them i loved what they did with that and we learned that this guy's basically responsible for all of it and he ended up switching sides bombing the american military and joining the crm so he was a part of this american military team that was bombing these cities to try to control the virus or whatever and then turned on them killing his own wife and all of his own people to switch up and join the crm what a great story for a character, dude. What a great character he was. Badass, too. Well, we learned that he kind of is the guy that has faith in Rick. And he's been keeping Rick alive, essentially, because Rick keeps escaping. And that's not something that the CRM is cool with. Like, they do not want people trying to escape. That is not okay in their eyes. So, Okafor is the guy that's really keeping them alive. And keeping Rick in a position where he can still be in the CRM and work instead of being used as a test subject or being killed. And Rick battling with that and seeing his character go through it is not only is it phenomenal acting, it's heartbreaking. It really is. Um, 
seeing him just want to go home so badly to Michonne that he's willing to do anything it takes and he just can't get away and he knows that this is going to be his life now and he's going to have to try everything and anything to get away. It just, it was heartbreaking. Shortly after that, we meet Esteban, who's becoming a fan favorite character already online. People love him, rightfully so. He's an energetic, um, positive, kind of comic relief character on this show, and I think the show really needed that. Um, already becoming an important character, too. He's kind of helping Rick out with stuff. He's really the comic relief of the episode, and we meet him and see him and Rick talk about their future plans in the CRM. Um, Esteban has gone through six years of consignment with the CRM just to get into the city and kind of join their, their civilization and become like a productive member of their society. It's really nice to see Rick kind of have this relationship with somebody on the show. I think it was a good idea to bring a character like that in, and, and I really was happy about that. We also meet another character named Pearl Thorne. She is the actress. She is Her actress's name is Leslie Ann Brandt. Um, we heard about her months ago, and she also is a phenomenal character. Great top-tier character, in my opinion. Um, and she's going to have an important story going forward. Uh, she's kind of in a similar position to Rick, where she wants to get away, and she's kind of like fighting with the CRM to try to get away. Um, and she is being kept alive by Okafor to stay in the CRM military and be a contributing member. Um, she seems a little more ahead of Rick when it comes to getting adjusted to the CRM and how they do things. She is more, um, like optimistic about what the future can be like with the CRM. Whereas at this point, Rick is like, I don't care what the hell's going on here. I want to get home. And we see their dynamic a lot throughout the episode. Um, and that's great too. Another character we meet, Major General Beal. Um, his actor is, I forget his name, but he is from Lost. Um, we don't see as much with his character as I thought we would in this episode. Um, but he is the leader. He is the top dog, head honcho of the CRM. You can tell he's got a big ego. He makes all of his people like salute him and call him sir and... Rick even is calling him sir and salutes him and all this. It's it's kind of weird. Like, he kind of reminds me of Negan. Like, when Negan was uh, leading the Saviors, it kind of reminds me of that, honestly. Um, not a very, like, uh, charming person like Negan is, but you can tell that he's got a lot of respect from the people around him. Um, we meet him. So we met him. We met Esteban. We met Okafor. We met Pearl Thorne. Um, those are basically all of the big characters that we met in this episode, and none of them are duds. None of them are duds. They are all great characters in their own way. Um, I, I can tell going forward that they're going to be huge, except Okafor, because we'll get into that in a minute. But, yeah, I, I really think they did a good job with all the side characters. Um, we see Rick finally give in and join the CRM military, but... He has the intention on trying to leave. He's joining them with the intention to leave and get back to home with Michonne and all of them. That's his long-term goal. Um, and he, that's why he's joining the CRM military. So he can do that. Um, we see him, after going through training, attempt to escape again. This time, he's going to put his dog tags on a zombie corpse and basically fake his own death and then escape. Really smart idea. But while he's doing it, a little girl survivor comes around and he's like, oh, I just can't do it. I can't do it. He knows that if she tells anybody what's going on, that she's going to, he's going to get killed. He knows that this girl is needing help and Rick is not the type to just leave somebody that needs help. 
So he gives up. He doesn't escape. Pearl Thorne saw the whole thing, but didn't say anything to anybody. And she is like, her big um, phrase here is, he knows everything about you, Rick. If you make it out, he's going to find you. And that was kind of a shock to Rick because he hasn't really told anybody about his personal life, about Michonne or Alexandria or any of that. So we jump to this scene, probably the best scene in the entire episode. Rick goes to Okafor while he's sleeping, puts his knife to his throat and says, basically, how do you know who I am? And Okafor says, well, I picked you up in an area. I basically asked around and I learned everything about you. Um, and if you try to escape, I'll kill you and Michonne. And Rick, of course, is just a badass. He does not like that. Um, but Okafor is no slouch, dude. Okafor can really, you know, fuck some people up. Um, and Okafor basically says, like, I bombed Atlanta. I bombed LA. I killed my own wife to keep these people alive. I will do anything to make sure that we can um, keep this military going. And... Rick is finally starting to kind of hear him on that and realize there's nothing I can do to get out of here. He knows about home. If I, even if I do make it out, he's going to find me and he's going to know, he knows who Michonne is. There's really no escape for the living. I cannot get away. And seeing him come to that realization is, is heartbreaking. Um, he's basically dreaming about Michonne and he's writing these little letters to her, hoping that she could read them someday and God, it was so sad. I want to tear up just thinking about it because he was basically saying like, I write these letters every day just to feel something knowing that you'll never read them, but hoping that someday you will. And it was really sad and extremely well acted, extremely well acted. And we see him basically have no choice but to accept it. He's like, you know, I'm not going to be able to get out of here. Um, I'm going to have to just bite the bullet and I'm going to have to join the CRM and, and give them what I got. And he kind of writes a letter and he's like, this is the last letter I'm going to write you because I'm not going to see you anymore. I'm not going to think about you anymore. I'm going to commit to the CRM. And seeing him come to that realization, he's basically at a point where he's suicidal and he's putting a piece of glass to his throat. And it just, it was crazy. It was, it was an Emmy worthy performance by Andrew Lincoln for sure. Um, I, I still am speechless by it because it was so beautiful, but also so sad and I think the Walking Dead creating team did an amazing job with that scene. And that's what we needed for Rick's character. I know that I've gone kind of fast here and I'm sorry, but I do want to take a minute to talk about our sponsor for this video today, SoBet. If you didn't know, I have another account called Derek's Ball Talks. And there I talk about sports, sports betting, and pretty much everything that I do in my free time when it comes to watching sports and other television. SoBet is a community of the best sports bettors in the world. For a very small price, you can check out all of their picks every single day and study on what you think can be the best possible bets to place. If you want to check out SoBet, use code DBT and I will help get some credit for that and that'll be super appreciated with all of you guys. And I know it's not Walking Dead related, but if you're into sports betting, that's something that I'm really trying to push lately. SoBet has been a great platform for me and I love using it to help build my own parlays and help me make some money in the sports betting world. It's definitely worth checking Checking out sobet.com use code dbt anyway now we cut back to the walking dead the ones who live and in this episode we just saw rick kind of have to accept everything um now we see a little montage of him learning with the crm training with them getting more familiar with the military and kind of moving up the ranks at least that's what it makes you assume is that he's moving up the ranks 
This is when things get so, so badass, man, okay? He's flying this helicopter with Okafor, with a couple other soldiers, and it's like, okay, well, Rick's a part of this. He's basically Okafor's right-hand man at this point. And out of nowhere, you hear this missile sound, and Okafor just takes a missile through the chest, and he's dead. And as soon as we heard the whistle from that, like, that missile they shot, I knew it was Michonne because in the trailer, you can kind of hear that sound um, of her weapon in the trailer. And you can hear that again in this scene. Helicopter starts crashing. There's blood everywhere. It is graphic. It's brutal. Rick has to crash land the helicopter. And we see him and two other soldiers come out. Another missile gets shot and right on their feet, basically. And they all get knocked down. And in the background, you just see this katana, and she's just killing one by one the soldiers until she makes her way to Rick. She takes off Rick's mask. They make eye contact. They are reunited, but we don't see anything else. That's the end of it. That's the cliffhanger. Um, I'm guessing that in the next episode, we're going to see Michonne's perspective and what she's been going through leading up to that point. Oh, my goodness, man. Oh my goodness, what a scene. It goes from a heartbreaking scene to this badass, shocking graphic scene. Uh, blown away. That was the end of the episode, but oh my gosh. It went it went so quick because I was enjoying it the whole way through, but man, what an episode. I, I can't say enough good things about it. If I look at every category here, if I look at acting, it's perfect, beyond perfect. Setting, perfect. The plot, Almost perfect. Like, I don't know what I would change about the plot. The side characters, perfect. Um, there's not a lot that I would change. I don't think there's anything I would change. And that's why in my TikTok review, this is my first ever perfect 100 out of 100 on my scoring system. And I, I mean that. Um, I still do mean that. And I stand behind that. Um, this was an episode that I didn't expect to be as good. And The Walking Dead just completely shocked me. And they tend to do that. You know, when you think the episode could be disappointing, they just knock it out the park. And they definitely did that with this episode. And I'm very, very impressed. I'm I'm very, very impressed. And I'm glad to see The Walking Dead's back. There's tons of potential now for what they can do with these next few episodes. And Rick Grimes and Michonne are, are in their prime better than ever. And it's just, it really feels like back in The Walking Dead season like five or four when it was at its peak and everyone's talking about it. That's how it feels right now. And uh, it's a great moment for the Walking Dead universe. And all the terrible shit we've had to watch these last couple months. Um, well, not months. Probably last year or two. With Tales of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead Season 8 was just awful. Probably the worst Walking Dead content we've ever gotten. Um, even parts of Dead City were kind of bad. But we've gotten some high points. And now seeing the Walking Dead Daryl Dixon and now the ones who live. The future's bright. The future is bright for this show, and it's more solidified than ever that the Walking Dead universe is alive and well. They can keep things going. They can build on this universe even more, and I'm just, I'm very happy with it. I want to know what you guys thought of this episode. Don't forget to follow me on TikTok so you guys can check out my daily Walking Dead content. Um, I do go into a lot of uh, different theories and um, trailer breakdown stuff like that on that page and i really would love for you guys to see that you can also follow my sports page at derek's ball talks um i like to go over a lot of stuff there too and if any of you are into that you will enjoy my content there also 
Don't forget to check out Sobet. It seriously is one of my favorite sponsors that I've ever had. I use it to help my betting world every single day. And don't forget to use code DBT if you do sign up. I don't have anything else left to say. Um, Very happy with this episode. This is kind of a short podcast episode today, um, but the rest of them will be longer. I'll have some guests on. Um, We'll go over more theories and stuff like that. But as for today, the first episode of The Ones Who Live is is here. It's over. Um, And I'm excited for episode two. I managed to avoid all of the leaks and all of the spoilers. Now I'm just excited. I'm excited to see what the future holds. A perfect 100 out of 100 on my scoring system. I don't know if anything's going to be able to top that. But The Walking Dead's back. The Ones Who Live is back. And it is a great time to be a fan of The Walking Dead universe.